0: Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the book of James with this message entitled, Religion, False and True. Preach August the 4th, 2013. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to James chapter 1, 26. There is a false religion and true religion. False spirituality and authentic piety. There is a religion of human opinion that is a religion of self delusion. I say a religion of the devil. And there is the true religion of divine revelation given to us in the holy scriptures people do acts of piety only to be seen by men Jesus said you Samaritans worship what you do not know we worship what we do know for salvation is of the Lord Jesus said God is spirit and his worshippers must worship him in spirit and in truth. Those born of God, born of God on the basis of divine election. Those born of God based on divine election by the word of truth will repent truly of their sins believe truth of God's word confess the word and diligently do the word good tree friends always produce good fruits and saint john tells us in his first epistle those born of God does what is right they do not continue to sin because the seed of the word abides in them and they love one another they believe the true doctrine that Jesus is the Christ the son of God they overcome the world and the devil. They enjoy the security, safety Jesus Christ provides. And they persevere to the end. And enjoy eternal life. So in our text, James 1, 26 through 27... We learn of false Christianity and true Christianity. True Christian piety has three aspects correct confession of faith, demonstrated by loving service to those in affliction in the community, and living a holy life in a dirty world two points then false religion of self delusion in this country we all appreciate the first amendment congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, and so on. But we must understand, all religions and cults do not lead to the true and living God. They give some temporary emotional comfort to the ignorant worshipper. But none can save you from sin and death and from the wrath of God. Not even Christless Christianity that rejects the absolute authority of the Bible can save anyone A priest cannot save you. Only Jesus Christ saves you and reconciles you to God the Father. Jesus said so. As he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me and Saint Paul said Acts 4 verse 12 Saint Peter said salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved that tells you all other religions are demonic outside of Jesus Christ there is no salvation salvation James says but beware of human opinion beware of unruly tongues confession there are those who make wrong confession like the Samaritans their confession and prayer cannot save them the Pharisees confession cannot save him or he relies on his self-righteousness. And I go further. Even the correct confession. Jesus is Lord cannot save anyone. Unless he serves Christ. In faith and love. And we read First Peter that. God chose us and gave us new birth, sanctified by the Spirit, unto the obedience of Jesus Christ. If you don't obey Jesus Christ, you are not a Christian. The religion of such people is false. We must confess truth in love. Ephesians 4.15 instead speaking the truth in love Ephesians 4.25 therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor speaking the scriptures we must learn to control our speech we must speak truth By the Holy Spirit. And so. Psalm 39 verse 1. We read. I will watch my ways. And keep my tongue. From sin. I will put a muscle. On my mouth. As long as the wicked. Are in my presence. That's our responsibility. To control your speech. Speak. Speak. Always things that glorify God and edify the people of God. Psalm 141, we read, Set a guard over my mouth, O Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. It's your responsibility to control your speech. And you pray that God himself will help you in the doing of it. But we are told in James 3 verse 8. No man can control his tongue. Humanly impossible. Either the devil controls or the Holy Ghost controls your speech. And so Jesus said in Matthew 10, But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. And they were all filled with the Spirit and spoke. Filled with the spirit means controlled by the spirit. Anyone can claim to be religious without the reality. And there may be people here today who claim to be Christians, not Hindus or Muslims. You say, we believe in Christ, but may not be real. so we read in 1st John chapter 1 if we claim to have fellowship with him yet walk in darkness we lie and do not live by the truth and we, verse 8 if we claim to be without sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us we make a lot of claim. Verse 10, if we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, that is God, and his word has no place in our lives. And in 1 John 2 verse 9, anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in darkness and st paul says in second timothy 3 verse 5 having what a form of godliness but denying its power have nothing to do with them friends true confession even true confession without holy conduct st james says is worthless false confessions and false confessors are in the visible church think about it are you a false confessor so we read in Deuteronomy make sure there is no man or woman clan or tribe among you today whose heart turns away from the Lord our God to go and worship The gods of the nations. Make sure there is no root among you. That produces bitter poison. When such a person hears. The words of this oath. He invokes a blessing on himself. He says amen to it. He says I believe it. And therefore things I'll be safe even though I persist in going my own way and he is warned this will bring disaster on the watered land as well as the dry the Lord will never be willing to forgive him his wrath and zeal will burn against that man all the curses written in this book will fall upon him the Lord will blot out his name from under heaven in Hebrews 12 we read about Esau was a man like that a root of poison and he cannot repent he is immoral and he is graceless we are told is that true of you then I ask you to cry out to God, or oh, have mercy upon me. Such people confess to impress people. Matthew 23, verse 5, Everything they do is done for men to see. See how spiritual I am. See how godly I am. Their religious acts are for a show. They are not born of God. For example, Achan. He was a root of poison. Judas, Ananias and Sapphira, Demas. St. Paul says, he has abandoned me. Having loved this present world. Such people do not worship the true God. They worship money, fame, and the devil. They are without grace, immoral, and unrepentant. Friends, they in due time depart from the true church. They confess Jesus is Lord. They join the church agreeing with its covenant and rules yet in due time they violate their covenant they are like Judas a son of perdition they shall not persevere they are root of poison James says their religion is what sir worthless they deceive themselves, their own hearts he says self deceiving on the last day they will be told to depart from Christ their religion is worthless not worthy of entry into the kingdom of God their religion is heartless they worship only with their lips. Jesus said Matthew 15:8 These people honor me with their lips, oh what a singing it was. It was pretty good confession, good prayer, wasn't it? It was all for a show. The people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their religious life is self deception. It's a waste. Point number two true religion of divine revelation. True religion is authentic Christianity. The bad tree, the sinner, is made good tree, a saint by the miracle of regeneration. He is declared righteous by God himself. He is given a new heart. He is pure in heart. He thinks God's thought, wills God's will, and feels about all things the way God feels. The saints are made clean, we are told, by the word of God. And you read today 1st Peter chapter 1 verse 22. Now you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth. So that you have sincere love for your brothers. Love one another deeply from the heart. Jesus said John 15 verse 3. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you by pure and undefiled religion piety, godliness, spirituality in the sight of our heavenly father we are talking about by such spirituality we are to please God not people that is the Christian life which God approves. James tells what Christianity is in God's estimation, not in your estimation. The essence of Christianity is love love that sacrifices oneself for the sake of others. And Jesus said, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. That means sacrifice yourself for them, not using them for your benefit. Faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, James 2 1. Works, good works. Love serves one another. And we spoke last night abounding grace results in abounding good works so we read in Galatians six ten. therefore us we have opportunity let us do good to all people all people especially to those who belong to the family of believers and we do that in this church Amen. Psalm 68 verse 5 God is a father to the fatherless a defender of widows is God in his holy dwelling. Psalm 146 verse 9. The Lord watches over the alien. And sustains the fatherless and the widow. And so on. Deuteronomy 10.18. He defends the cause of the fatherless and the widow. And loves the alien. Giving him food and clothing through you. The Church of God consists of all born of God children. So we are all of one family, sir. We are all brothers and sisters. So St Paul says in First Corinthians 12:26, "If one part, one member suffers, every part suffers with it. We are all members of the one body. The psalmist says how good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. We are all brothers and sisters. For there the Lord bestows his blessing even life forevermore. We are one in the spirit. We are one in the Lord. We are one in doctrine. We are one in life. That's what we are. St. Paul tells us about the sevenfold unity of the church in Ephesians 4, 3 through 5. There is one body and one spirit just as you were called to one hope when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all of us. We are born of the Father Heavenly Father We believe in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ We worship God in spirit and in truth We therefore love one another Christianity without deeds of sacrificial love is a sham Christianity is God-centered And therefore self Denying, not self-preserving. Church must take care of brothers and sisters who suffer affliction, James tells us. Must take care of orphans, widows, the poor, the aliens, the sick, and those in prison for their faith. And Sir Caius was a rich publican. And God saved him. And he said, I'll give half of my possession to the poor. Half of it. And St. Paul tells us in 1 Timothy 5 but if a widow has children or grandchildren these should learn first of all to put their religion into practice by caring for their own family and so repaying their parents and grandparents for this is pleasing to God have you taken care of your parents and grandparents? and so we read in Acts chapter 2 all believers were together and had everything in common selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone as he had need. Think about that. Without any compulsion. Nobody told them. Now listen to St. John, the apostle. First John 3. This is how we know what love is Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers we ought it's not even an option if anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him how can the love of God be in him Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. And 1 John 4, if anyone says I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. Liar, liar, liar. That's what you are. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And he has given us this command. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. And listen to Jesus himself. John 13, 34 and 35. A new command I give you. Love one another What is new about it? As I have loved you by his death on the cross, so you must love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And the Hebrews, author of the Hebrews letter says this, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them and the writer also says in Hebrews 13 through Jesus therefore let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise I like that sacrifice of praise yeah that's an aspect of real worship yes that's true the fruit of lips that confess his name and do not forget to do good and to share with others for such sacrifices God is pleased and listen to Jesus in Matthew 25 then the righteous will answer him Lord when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink when did we see you a stranger and invite you in Or needing clothes and clothes you. When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The answer comes. The king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. The household of faith. Charity, that is self-sacrificing love, is an essential aspect Of the pure and undefiled, authentic Christianity. And beyond that, St. James says the purity of life is another aspect of Christian life as we live in this present evil age. This world is evil. By divine permission the devil is in control of this world. By divine permission. So John says in his epistle, 1 John 5, We know that we are children of God and the whole world is under the control of the evil one. Your unbelieving mother is controlled by the evil one. I said the other day, there is no autonomy. Either God rules you or the devil rules you. That's the truth, sir. This world is characterized by rotting, corruption. It is full of moral decay. 2 Peter 1 verse 4 Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. And Isaiah said, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. That's what is happening in this country right now. In its moral filth, we find ourselves. Never been like this. We are in the bottom of moral decay. Or oh, to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Rotting. 1 Corinthians 6, do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were, but thank God you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. We are cleansed inside out. Ecclesia means called out. The company of those who are called out from this present evil age so this world is moral darkness as ecclesia of God we are called out of the world we are the light of the world the world is darkness you were once darkness but now you are light in the Lord and live as children of light sir we are in the world yet we are not of the world We are pilgrims journeying to the city of God with foundation whose builder and maker is God, our heavenly Jerusalem, where there is no sin or sorrow. So as we live in this world, we live a transformed life. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, Paul says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. James tells us friendship with the world is what? Enmity with God. Fellowship with the world is fellowship with the devil. So James says you adulterous people don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God and Saint John says in 1 John 2 listen to this do not love the world or anything in the world if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in him for everything in the world The cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. And listen to St. Peter in 2 Peter chapter 2 if they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled in it and overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it And then turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them. Of them the proverbs are true. A dog returns to its vomit. Proverb number one. Number two. A sow. A pig that is washed goes back to her wallowing in the mud. Am I communicating with you? So as we live in this world, live a careful life. Watch where you are walking. There are puddles of filth. Look! And be careful as you live in the world. Watch out for the puddle of moral filth. Live a life of separation, for without holiness no one shall see God. Beware of false Christianity that separates trust from obedience, confession from holy conduct. Such Christianity is worthless and dangerous. They shall never see God. Jesus said blessed are the pure in heart. For they will see God. Pay heed to what St. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 6 verse 14 and 7 verse 1. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Nothing. Chapter 7 verse 1. Since we have these promises dear friends. Let us purify our souls. From everything that contaminates. Body and spirit. Perfecting holiness. Out of reverence for God. May God help us all. To abandon. The religion of self. A religion of delusion. A religion of the devil. May God help us all to control our tongues. Confessing true confession. To practice the essence of Christianity by loving one another and caring for the suffering. And keeping ourselves unspotted from the world. Friends, we are the bride of Christ. We cannot afford to dirty our wedding garment the bride of Christ is radiant without stain or wrinkle but holy and blameless inside out and this is the work of Christ our glorious bridegroom then I heard what sounded like a great multitude like the roar of rushing waters and like loud peals of thunder shouting hallelujah For our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given to her to wear. And fine linen stands for the righteous deeds of the saints. It is gift and it is also our good works. Clean. Unspotted. Glorious. Our bridegroom is glorious, so we are being made glorious. Fit fit to be the bride of Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Heavenly Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit enable us to forsake false spirituality, a self focused spirituality, a self serving spirituality, a self pleasing spirituality. And help us, O oh Lord, to practice the true piety which you gave birth in our hearts and you want us to live in this world as the light of the world we cannot get out of the world until you call us we have a work to do to declare the gospel and at the same time you will help us to live a life that is unspotted Lord help us to do what we just heard